Yo, what's going on, guys? This is Mustache MMA. Welcome to Parlay Plays, episode 13, UFC Fight Night, Andrade versus Lemos. I'm going to create a couple different variations of parlays for this card that I'm going to play. Um, they include even money parlays, juicy parlays, and long shot parlays. They all have different odds and betting units associated with them. I'll go over that as we go into the video. Before I jump into these parlays, I want to go over my results from last week. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and share those results. If it'll come up. Okay, here we go. So overall betting um, from Best Bets and Parlay Plays were 1 for 15. Only one win. Absolutely got crushed. Uh, 13 units in play, only 1.8 return, so negative 11.2 units overall for that card. As you can see uh, from my previous performances of the year, this is by far my worst performance. So pretty, pretty, um, pretty bad to taste such a hefty defeat. Um, but as you can see, you know, uh, 2022 we're still in the positive, up over 18 units. Um, and April we're not down too bad, so we do have some time to potentially uh, bring that back up. So going specifically into the parlay stats, uh, all the parlays were duds. They went over six, um, 3.5 in play, obviously zero returned, negative 3.5 um, was the net. Uh, 2022 though, still pretty solid, over up over 13 units. Um, and April is actually still in the positive because last week we uh, had a good performance. So um, looking to bounce back with these. Uh, let's actually go through the parlays, or at least you can see the parlays, hopefully. Um, I don't want to make them too small. Whatever, I'll just scroll over. Uh, they're all losers, so you know that anyway. So Nunez, Hughes, Ficos Distance, and Boudet Inside the Distance was the only one that I think we got kind of a bad beat on. Um, Nunez, Hughes, Vico's distance obviously hits, and then Boudet inside the distance does not hit. Boudet looks like he's going to get that third round finish, which is going to win this parlay for us. Um, however, uh, he throws an illegal elbow to the back of the head and gets a technical decision instead. So kind of kind of a rough break there, and, and that costed us um, about 2.29 units. We would have returned there, which would have been nice. It would have made a, a little bit less of a dent in the... Um, in the loss that we had for the card. But uh, as you can see, with all these other bets, they were definitely big-time losers. Um, close money line over 1.5, Baeza money line, Sabatini, Bueno de Silva inside the distance, Ogden decision, Ronson money line, Clark decision, Luque decision, Kroom decision, Borello decision, um, most of them all being losers, and the parlays for sure not hitting at all. Um, so yeah. Uh, not a great performance last week. Uh, looking up to pick it up this week. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, even money parlays. They're anywhere from about even money to plus 200. We throw one unit on these parlays. So first parlay is going to be Guida Puelas, fight goes the distance, and Banada Jordan, fight goes the distance. Um, Guido and Puelas, uh, both these guys have shown pretty good durability in their fights. They can take shots from each other, and neither of them really have power on the feet as well. Um, Guido, more of a volume guy, and Puelas, not much of a striker at all. Although it is improving, um, he is more of a grappler for sure. Uh, on that other side, Puelas is going to want to take this one to the ground. He's going to want to grapple. I think Guida's going to have success in stuffing the takedowns because Puelas does not have really that good of wrestling. Um, Guida has good submission defense as well, so if he doesn't get down there, he should be all right to be able to survive. Um, 
and uh, yeah, yeah, just like Guida, probably to be able to keep this one on the feet and just kind of pick him apart on the feet for Puelas. Um, but just in case Puelas, you know, if we see that improved striking really come out here, or maybe he does get the takedowns and gets the top control time, but doesn't finish Guida on the ground, we still have Fico's distance in case he pulls out the victory somehow. Uh, but yeah, I do like that play. Uh, I do like that leg a lot. And the other leg, Venata Jordan, Fico's distance. Again, similarly, I also like this leg a lot. Both these guys are super tough. They're going to mix in the wrestling. They're going to mix in the grappling. They have good defense on both sides. They have good shins. They have good durability. They both have good gas tanks, although Jordan has a better gas tank than Venata, in my opinion. But nevertheless, both good gas tanks, both good shins. Um, they do th both throw hard and heavy, but I, I think they'll be able to survive each other's shots. I think they'll be able to get this one done. Uh, close fight, Eileen Jordan, but I like it to go to decision for sure. So, uh, one unit on Guida Puelas, fight goes the distance. Venata Jordan, fight goes the distance. Comes out to plus 152 over on DraftKings. Um, my second even money parlay, again, one unit on this. Uh, Barry KOTKO and Ori Quelang, money line. Comes out to plus 128 over on DraftKings. Um, Barry KOTKO, uh, I shouldn't have to explain it too much. I mean, if this guy has any somewhat kind of hype on him, he has high-level kickboxing, but if he has any somewhat of hype on him, he should be able to finish Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson is just not really an MMA guy. I mean, he hasn't fought in over like five years or something like that. He fought CM Punk. He fought um, Mickey Gall and got torched by Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall dropped him with a jab or something like that. Maybe maybe a hook, maybe an overhand right or something. But nevertheless, Mickey Gall didn't have any striking back then. And he was able to drop him and then get the quick sub. Finished him in under a minute. I think Barry should have success in this fight. I think he should be able to eventually get the knockout over Mike Jackson. Second leg here, we just got Oori Quailing money line. Um, I think it's a safe play. I think Oori Quailing is... Um, Kind of has the edge in almost everything here. He has the edge in the striking for sure, the volume, the cardio. Uh, he has the edge in the wrestling game. The only thing that he may not have the edge in is the grappling game. Cameron Else does have some pretty decent grappling, but Ori Quailing is going to have success keeping it on the feet. Uh, his takedown defense should be good enough to hold up, and it's not like... Um, Cameron Else has good takedowns either. They're okay. They're nothing special. I like O'Reilly Quangling to definitely piece up uh, Ellis on the feet and convincingly get a win here if he doesn't get a finish. So uh, recapping that, even second even money parlay, one unit on Barry, KOTKO, and O'Reilly Quangling, money line, plus 128 over on DraftKings. Moving on to juicy parlays. Uh, these are half-unit parlays, and they are anywhere from plus 300 to plus 800. Uh, so first, Juicy Parlay, a half-unit play on Pedro Sub and Guida Decision. Comes out to plus 600 on DraftKings. Um, Pedro Submission, I, I just think this is a good spot for him to get a submission. Uh, I think his safest path to victory is getting this one to the ground, going for a takedown, using his wrestling. Like Villanueva does not have much of a grappling game or even a, a wrestling game. So I think it should be fairly easy to get Ike Villanueva on the ground. Plus that is where he is most safe. Ike Villanueva does have some heavy hands, so he will be dangerous on the feet. So it's, if Pedro does have any interest in definitely securing this win, he's gonna wanna use the wrestling, take it to the ground. Um, once it gets to the ground, 
pretty 50-50 shot on maybe a ground and pound or um, a submission here. I mean, um, Pedro should be able to transition fairly easily on Ike Villanueva. Uh, he should be able to get in pretty dominant positions to where he can lay down some ground and pound and or sink in some kind of a submission. I like the submission play at plus 180 rather than the KO play at like minus 120. So uh, definitely give me that sub play because, um, I, and I think Pedro does tend to lean on his grappling skills rather than his um, ground and pound skills as well. So um, give me the Pedro sub for the first leg. For the second leg, Guida by decision. Again, I kind of um, described the Guida Puelas fight earlier. Um, I just like Guida here to stuff the takedowns of Puelas, keep it on the feet majority of the time, and then just piece up Puelas with his pace, his pressures. Um, over over 15 minutes, I think he gets a pretty clear unanimous decision. Puelas, I just don't think is all that good besides his grappling. And even if it goes there, Guida does have good grappling his, himself. He has good grappling defense. Um, and he'll be able to hopefully get back to a position that is more favorable for him. So, um, so yeah, recapping that juicy parlay, uh, half unit on Pedro submission um, and Guida decision plus 600 on DraftKings. Moving on to our second juicy parlay. We have a half unit on Grant Moneyline and over 1.5 with Jordan Moneyline and over 1.5. Comes out to plus 425 over on DraftKings. These plays are the, the fight parlays um, on the very, if you swipe all the way over on the DraftKings app or if you're on the DraftKings um, browser feature, all the way over fight parlays on the fight, you'll see that they have these uh, Moneyline and over or under plays. So it's Grant Moneyline over 1.5, Jordan Moneyline over 1.5. Um, now, Grant Moneyline over 1.5, uh, I just like Grant here a lot. I think he has the better striking over his opponent. Um, he just throws the heavier hands. He's going to land more probably. Um, his opponent does have pretty decent um, striking defense, but however, he just really hasn't fought anyone that good. So Grant is definitely going to be his best opponent to date for sure. Um, Grant has fought a plethora of good UFC fighters before, and he's kept it all, all close. Um, I think the only problem we have here is the volume that he throws, which is why I love the 1.5, because I don't think the volume early is going to be enough to put away Sergey, because uh, Sergey has shown to be pretty tough. Um, He's only been finished once in his entire career. He's out of over like 40 fights, something like that. Uh, so it's going to be take a lot to put away Sergey, and it's not going to come early with the with the volume that Grant throws. Um, so yeah, give me Grant money line over 1.5. I like that play. Um, I like Grant to definitely win that by probably decision, but he could get a late finish, so, which is why we have that. Um, which is why we have that play. Uh, and then we go over to Jordan Moneyline and over 1.5. Now, I know I said I leaned Jordan earlier. I know I said I like the decision uh, fight to go to decision for sure. But this is a little bit of a safety net and a play on the guy that I like for this fight. So uh, Jordan, I think he has the better striking, technical striking. I think he has the better cardio. I think he puts out more volume out there. It's going to look good on the judges' scorecards. The only thing he has to do is stop Levana, Lando Venata from wrestling him and taking him down and controlling him on the ground. If he can keep this one on the feet, majority of the fight, I think he wins convincingly. Um, and I think Lando Venata, he has a good enough chin to not get put away, especially early. But if he does 
get put away late, we are covered with that over 1.5 part of this play. Um, and again, I don't think Venata is going to be able to finish Jordan. Jordan's very tough. Also, Venata's not much of a power guy, um, nor does he have too many submissions on his resume either. So give me that Jordan money line over 1.5 as well. So recapping that juicy parlay, half unit play on Grant money line and over 1.5. With Jordan Moneyline over 1.5 comes out to plus 428 over on DraftKings. Moving on to our long shot parlays. These are quarter unit plays and they are plus a thousand odds or more. So we have a first even my or long shot parlay. Uh, quarter unit on Procneo by decision and burial KOTKO. Uh, so Procneo decision, I really like Procneo to get the decision here. I think Felipe Linz is pretty durable, actually. He's been finished a lot in his career, but I don't think Procneo is much of a power guy, to be honest. He has finished Ike Villanueva somewhat recently, but everybody finishes Ike Villanueva. Um, and Felipe Linz is, is somewhat has some good um, striking defense. Uh, Procneo just throws a ton of volume, and he's just kind of kind of out volume Felipe Linz. As long as he can avoid the power shots, he'll be good. And even if he gets clipped with one and gets dropped, maybe he loses that round. But Procneo should be able to win the other two uh, with his volume, because Felipe Linz just doesn't throw enough volume to get any victories. Um, th that's pretty much it, Procneo. Look for Procneo to out volume. Um, What's his name? I'm blanking on his name. I just said Felipe Linz um, over three rounds. I like that a lot, um, especially at plus 400. I think that's a good price. Um, now, second leg here, we got a Barriol by KOTKO. I like this one a lot as well. Now, this one's a little risky because Jordan Wright will come out firing hot and heavy, but he's more of a guy where he's like um, going to come out and he's going to be killed or he's going to kill in that first round. After that, if it gets out of that first round, big, big question mark on Jordan Wright's cardio. I mean, he's been in the second round once, and it was only the first 30 seconds, and he was already, like, dead after that first. Um, I just don't think he has the cardio, because he puts on such a crazy high pace, high pressure. I don't think he has the cardio to last another 10 minutes, honestly. And uh, guess who does? Barry Holt. Barry Holt has great cardio. He's had late finishes in his career before. Look for Burial to either put Jordan Wright away early when Jordan Wright is just kind of coming in crazy and, and swinging crazy and leaving himself open to get clipped, or look for Burial to just kind of survive that first round and then eventually be able to put away Jordan Wright because Jordan Wright's cardio is going to be shot. Burial is just going to put on the pressure, lay on him, and, and get him out of there. So I like that one as well. So quarter unit on Procneo decision and Burial KOTKO comes out to plus 1,225 over on DraftKings. And our last parlay of the day and last par long shot parlay, uh, we have a quarter unit on De La Rosa decision and Lemos KOTKO. Comes out to plus fourteen seventy five over on DraftKings. Uh, so De La Rosa by decision. Um, I like De La Rosa to really use her wrestling here and her grappling and her top pressure to really control the fight, get good ground control time, lay in some ground and pound, maybe work in some submission attempts. But I do think that um, Macy Barber will be able to survive. We've seen Macy Barber kind of struggle before when she gets on her back. Um, and, you know, with a good wrestler and a good grappler in De La Rosa, I think that's going to be kind of an issue. And 
Macy Barber is going to have to close the distance here. She has the reach disadvantage, and that gives an opportunity for De La Rosa to close the distance and change levels and get those takedowns. So, um, De La also, De La Rosa is not going to just quit on a takedown. You know, we saw in the last fight that Macy Barber had, Miranda Maverick just kind of gave up on the takedowns because she was actually doing pretty good on the feet. Um, she only attempted one takedown. Um, but, you know, Della Rosa, she will continue to go after takedowns, go after takedowns. Eventually, she's going to get one. She's going to control Macy Barber on the ground. She's going to have that good top control pressure. Um, Macy Barber is going to struggle struggle with that. And uh, Della Rosa, I think, is going to win a close decision here. I like her winning two out of three rounds. Um, moving on to Lemos KO, TKO. Um, again, it's another close one, but, I mean, I, I like the odds on it. I mean, Lemos... Uh, she's got power in her hands. She has knockdowns in all her last four fights. I think in all of her strawweight fights, she has knockdowns in all of them. Um, she's really powerful, especially in those early rounds. And Jessica Andrade is someone who likes to engage in that type of shit. Same does Lemos as well, so that's why it's kind of risky because she could also get knocked out because Andrade also has good power. Um, but if they just go in there and trade, it's a 50-50 of who's going to get clipped and who's going to get shot out. And I, I like the odds on Lemos to be able to do that. Now, the only thing here is Lemos may be limited to this prop in the early rounds, first and second. You know, after it gets after that second round, it might be already over. You know, we, we never know with a five-round fight. We don't know what her game plan is when she's going to come out here. Is she going to come out here guns blazing like she usually does? Or maybe she's going to slow it down because it's a five-round fight and save her cardio a little bit. Um, so we'll see what happens. But, you know, if Andrade wants to get in that firefight, I don't think it's a good idea because Lemos has the power to put her away. Um, which is why I like that Lemos KO, TKO prop. Um, so recapping that long shot parlay, a quarter unit on De La Rosa decision with Lemos KO, TKO, comes at the plus 1475 over on DraftKings. All right, that is all the parlay plays that I am playing for this card. Let me know uh, down in the comments if there's any parlays that you guys are playing. Uh, appreciate you guys for watching. Uh, hit that sub button, hit that like button if you enjoyed. Uh, I will see you guys next week for the next card. Appreciate you guys for watching and listening. Peace out.